So we started this new series on uh, Elul. On one hand, we want it to be very, very practical and down to earth. But at the same time, we have to understand the concepts. So that's going to be the tricky thing over here, to get clarity in deep things, because Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are very deep things. But at the same time, we're going to try to keep practical avoiders so you can actually prepare yourself, okay? That's the idea. So just a little bit, what we established yesterday was on the sixth day of creation, right? When Adam was created. The sixth day of creation, which is Rosh Hashanah, Aleph Tishrei. Even though the world was created on the 25th of Elul, but Rosh Hashanah is established on the sixth day of creation when man was created. Now... What was very unique about the sixth day of creation was not only the man who was the purpose of creation was created and therefore he gave a definition to the first five days of creation because the first five days of creation have zero significance without man. Man is the purpose and all that was created in the first five days are a man's kelim to do his avodah which we explained that his avodah is to recognize Hashem as the king of the world and to be mamluch Hashem in the world and to negate any other powers and to give a definition to the world. We'll see, the Ramchal talks about this barichas when Hashem has the Jews and umot ha'olam. The umot ha'olam, in the proper, when the world is in its proper state, the Umot Allah have to be under the jurisdiction of the Jewish people because the Jewish people will define the purpose of creation and the Goyim will follow with the way the Jewish people define the world. You understand? Everything in the creation. Like we say, on Rosh Hashanah, He's the God of the Jews, means he has a connection with them. That's the punchline of what really this world is all about. And if you look in Pirkei Drebeleza, I don't know if you ever saw that Sefer, Medjush Pirkei Drebeleza, if you look over there in Perak Yud, speaks about how on the, when Adam Arishan was created on the sixth day, and he came to the realization that Hashem is the king of the world. And he got all the angels and everybody to be mamlech Hashem on that day. And he said, Hashem malach geut lavesh. That, those words that we say on Friday, Hashem malach geut lavesh, those are the words of Adam HaRishon when he was mamlech Hashem. So that's the significance of the first of Tishrei. Which Ramchal writes in Derech Hashem is whatever happened over there on the first day of creation is re-happening every year at that time. I mean, so to speak, Hashem is creating the world again and He's being revealed as the Melech, which will at one point explain how judgment is connected with that. There's a lot to learn, but we'll keep it as simple as possible. And the Jewish people have to do that avodah of Adam Arishan of being Mamluk Hashem, just like Adam Arishan on the first day of his creation where the Malchus Shemayim was established 
he had to be Mamlech Hashem on the world. So to us as Jewish people, we have to be Mamlech Hashem on the world. That's part A of Rosh Hashanah. Part B of Rosh Hashanah, which we mentioned yesterday, which we're going to go back to again many, many times over, is that I explained to you that after Adam Arishan made a sin, and he brought a destruction to some degree, a kilkel to the world, and he gave the forces of Yetzirah and Sitra and Tumah power in the world. So now we have a job to fix that issue. Now each year, HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides how much and what is going to be fixed on that year. That is very much dependent on our Avodah on Rosh Hashanah. Means if we have a strong davening, and we are Mamluk Hashem properly, and we blow the shofar properly, if we do what we have to do, then what we're actually doing is developing the potential for a much stronger tikkun in that year. Okay? That's the idea. If you look in Reb Chaim Velozhna, you ever heard of Reb Chaim Velozhna? Nefesh HaChaim. Morris, you know Reb Chaim Velozhna? Okay. Chaim Velozhna has a drosha before Silichot. So the Ashkenaz don't say Silichot like us, one month. But they say Silichot closer, depending on the year, exactly when Rosh Hashanah falls out. But they say Silichot a short amount of time before. And there's a drosha that's printed of Reb Chaim Velozhna when he spoke before the Silichot. And he, this is again, it's a whole schmooze, but he refers to Rosh as a war. A Mulchama. A war against who? Who's having a war? It's the war us, the Jewish people who are trying to establish Hashem as the king of the world, against the forces of Tumah, who's trying to drive Hashem away from the world. So part of what we're doing on Rosh Hashanah is by being Mamluk Hashem and accepting Hashem as the king and seeing the emptiness in the rest of what's going on in the world and davening that the the kol harish'ah kula be'ashan tichle or ke'ashan tichle depending on what nusach you say and we want all the evil to burn up and smoke right so that's part of the work of Roshana. so bottom line okay let's try to get into the practical place so if on Rosh Hashanah, our job on Rosh Hashanah is to be Mamel Hashem, means to accept Him as the King and the only uh, power and the only will and our entire existence is only that we'll have the Hashem. That's the ideas that we want to, uh, you know, have those in mind in Rosh Hashanah. Then that needs a lot of preparation because we don't think like that naturally. Okay? That's not our natural way of thinking. So we need to kind of train our brains to think that way. And even more than the brain, we have to, we have to really train the heart to feel that way. Okay? So I'm going to give you some ideas which you can implement into your life. And obviously you could switch them up and you can decide to what degree you want to do it. But I'm going to give you some concepts. Okay? I'm going to give you some concepts which will help you in a practical way do something in El to get closer to this Havite. Okay, we ready for that? You want something practical? Okay, step one. Waking up in the morning, but I want to talk about that. Right? So we know the halakha is in the morning. Yitgaber ka'ari 
a person has to wake up like a lion, to serve Hashem. And according to Shulchan Aruch, you have to get up for Vatikin. Now, even though we're Svaradim, somehow we forgot this Shulchan Aruch, and we became a little Ashkenaz when it comes to this idea. But, even though the Ramos says that as long as you get up for Zman Tfilo, when the Tzibu is davening and you don't have to pray Vatikin, but the first part of the Shulchan Aruch that he says, you have to wake up like a lion, that there's no machlok in the battle. Follow? It's Gaber Kari, in the Tzura of how you wake up in the morning, that's no machlok. In the Zman that you wake up in the morning, the Shulchan Aruch says the Zman is that you wake up before the sunrise, and the Ramos says it's okay to wake up after the sunrise. Okay? But let's Bechlal understand that Allah. Okay? What's the Indian of number one waking up like a lion? What's enough give me how I wake up? Let's say I wake up very lazy. I get up in the morning. The first thing I do is I read my text messages. I read my emails. I have my coffee in bed. I have my machine that's timed that the coffee should come, the percolated coffee as my, I wake up. Very, very, you know, I, 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 I sit in the bed for 20 minutes and then I get up. What's enough give me the how I get up? The bottom line is I got up and I went to pray. What's enough give me the how I get up? Befrat, if you hold like the Shulchan Aruch that you have to get up before the Shahar, what's such an important thing that you should pray the first second that it's Shaykh to pray? You should be ready to pray the first second that it's Shaykh to pray. If we have Zman for a couple of hours, Machpat Lecha. Was Hashem so Machpat? That we should pray the first second that we have an opportunity to pray. Like, what, what's the shot of that? Imagine you have a business, right? So you tell your worker, you gotta be here at nine o'clock. That's when we open the door. I can't tell my worker how to get out of bed to be here at nine o'clock. And I can't tell him to be here at 8.59 to open the door, you know, be there when the door opens before the door opens to be there. That's none of my business. You come to work, you do your job, that's all I care about, right? So, L'chayra, Shachras is our job. Shachras is our requirement. It's our mitzvah. You gave me the dinim. The dinim is, you have his mantfila. You gave me a minyan. Okay, be at minyan. Praise mantfila. That you can ask for me. But how to get out of bed and when to get out of bed and to be there before, what, why is that all becoming halacha l'maysa? Halacha. Right? Good question. So the answer is like this. You ready? Getting up in the morning is a, this way is really a defining moment of a person. Defines the person. There's two types of people in this world. There's one type of Jew who looks at life. He has a life. He's got a wife. He's got kids. He's got a business. He's got money. He's got vacations. He's got restaurants. He has a life, you know. A Gashmi's materialistic, Olam Hazer life. He also has religious responsibilities. You gotta pay taxes, you gotta give miser. You have responsibilities, you know, besides for his responsibilities to society, to his boss, to the government. Since he's also a Jew, he has responsibilities, you know, towards God, right? But he has a life, and in the life, there's also responsibilities. That's one kind of Jew. There's another kind of Jew, who understands 
that the purpose of his creation. He was created for one reason and one reason only. <clears throat> and that is to be a Ever Hashem, to serve Hashem, to be Mahmoud Hashem. That's the only reason why he exists. That defines his existence from beginning to end. Now, he has make he has a business, so through the business he could serve Hashem. He has a wife, so through his wife he could serve Hashem. He has kids, so through Hash, through his kids he can serve Hashem, right? So he doesn't have a life with religious responsibilities. He has only one mahus. The fact that he's Ever Hashem. Everything else comes in. I can give you a chazal, okay? Very important chazal. The chazal says, Zoya says, Istakel be'eraisa u'bora'am. Hashem looked into the world, into the Torah, and then he created the world. Meaning, for example, we think that since biologically we have parents, and since scientifically and biologically, when we were born, we were very weak and we couldn't take care of ourselves, and Memela, our parents took care of us, so now came a mitzvah in the Torah that says, you should have a karatatov to your parents, and you should make kibravay. That means the mitzvah came second. Biology came first, the mitzvah came second, right? So the Zoya says no. Zoya says you could have been born like an animal. You know the Gemara says shor ben yoimoy kari shor. A shor one after one day he could really take care of himself, right? Or you could have been born off a tree or something else, right? You could have been born fully developed. It didn't have to be that way. It's because the Torah says in mitzvah of So in order to create the reality. In order to be ma'afshir the mitzvah, that's why you're born the way you're born. Huh? You got that? Now, simply, that makes zero sense. Imagine a guy would come to you and tell you, you know why there's cars? You know why there's roads? You know why? Because somebody made a driving manual. Some guy made up a driving manual. And in that manual, there's rules, you know? All kinds of rules. So in order to make the rules, in reality, they had to build cars and streets. You say to the guy, he's off his rockers. Why? Because the reason why we have cars and streets is because it has its own purpose. Why do we make rules? That's second. In order that people don't drive all over each other. Because most people in the world are selfish. So in order for people not to drive all over each other, you have to make rules. Rules are always after the fact. You understand? We have business because we want to make money. We have to have rules, otherwise people will steal from each other, right? So rules are always after the fact. The rules are not the purpose. The purpose is something else. The rules are only that things should work out properly, correct? But the Chazal said, no, 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 make a mistake. Means the rules is the important thing. Now we have to build the reality around the rules. What's the, what's the lumdus in that? What's the shot in that, right? Does that make sense, Morris? Huh? It does make sense or it doesn't make sense? Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm <laughs> right? So what's the terrence? The terrence is simple ashkofa. What is the tachos of creation? The tachos of creation is a prosdor lefne olam haba. Means the purpose of creation is to to acquire that shlameless that you need to do. That perfection that you need. 
and you know through the whole concept of being a Ebed Hashem and being Mamluch Hashem, all that's part of the, the the details of what we're trying to do to prepare ourselves for the ultimate purpose of creation, right? So what de- what what develops you? What makes you a better person? What what makes you an Ebed Hashem? Wow, wow. So the Torah says, Torah says, Kavides that does it to you. Ah, that does it for you? So since life has no other intrinsic value to it, it's only as a, to be ma'afshad avoida. So memela, that's why it has to be like that. So it makes sense. Huh? That's a stack of rice. So that's really the definition in the first halacha in the morning when you get up. When you skabikari, la'avoida's boire, and, and according to Shulchan Aruch, Shachat, the kasha we asked was, what does Hashem care how you get up out of the bed in the morning? Machpatla. Does he care? Let me get up the way I want to get up. As long as I make it to Minyan, I came to work, I did my responsibility. Machpatla. It's like you're off, you're, your boss telling you how to get out of bed in the morning. Just tell me what time I need to be by work. That's all you have to know. What I do, how to get out of bed, that's none of your business, right? So why does Hashem care how you get up in the morning, right? The Territz is, like we explained, because if mitzvahs and avoid is just a religious responsibility, you have a life outside of your religious responsibility. So in my life, you know, I can get up whenever I want, and then I'll just do what I got to do. But if I have to understand that my whole mahus and my whole mitzvahs is the Eved Hashem, so the second I open my eyes in the morning, begins the avoida. There is no Yaakov Arari, and then he has a responsibility. Yaakov Arari's whole mouse is his Eved Hashem. So if his whole mouse is his Eved Hashem, so then the avoida begins. What are you doing at bed? Your whole mouse is that, right? This is the altar from Kelm. This is not my chidush. The altar from Kelm says if you can't understand the first halacha in Shulchan Aruch, then you don't know the olive bays of what you're doing here in this world. You understand? So if we're trying to prepare a little bit for Malchias and trying to understand the basic fundamentals of what creation's all about and what's the purpose of a Jewish person and what we're doing in this world, so a practical place to kind of try to... Again, we, just, we don't want to have just intellectual concepts. We want to find a practical place that we can make it like real. Okay? So one of the ideas, you should know, if you look at a lot of the Bali Musa and in the, in the Kelms and the Kabbalahs and Lassen Vachtoy and Kabbalahs, they're very busy with this first Shulchan Aruch in their Avoidah from El, the first Siman and Shulchan Aruch, they're very busy with it. Because since it's the first Siman and Shulchan Aruch, it carries within it a lot of the fundamental principles. You follow? So a person should at least, this is one idea of something that he can think about in the morning, when he gets up, when he's going to laze around, you know, I'm not saying that you should bounce out of bed 100 miles an hour. I'm not, you know, again, I'm just saying that it is a place to think, to hustle a little bit in the morning with this machshava. Okay? Just starting the day, understanding this concept. Again, another concept, you say moida'ani, right? Moida'ani. Why don't you say, in grammar, you should say, ani modeh. I am admitting. Modeh ani. Admit I. Because you have to understand that Modeh itself 
should be the most humbling statement that you ever made. You're basically saying, in other words, that you have zero control on your life. Because your neshama didn't have to come back. You have no control on that, right? So your neshama was put into you by Hashem. That means your life that you have right now was gifted to you this morning. So you know how they say that the chain is as strong as the weakest link. That means you're not stronger than the, the, the fact that your existence is dependent on Him, right? So it's a very humbling statement that we have to make in the morning because that has to be our mindset for the day. That it's all Hashem, not us, right? So if you say, Ani, you're already saying, Ah, Ani, me, I'm Modeh. No, no, no. Modeh, Hoidah. Modeh doesn't only mean thank you, it means a Modeh. Modeh to something that's very against my ego, my gaiva, my koichivoid simyodi. I mean, moide, moide ani. That's why you say, that's the Mepharshim saying, why you say moide before ani moide. You understand? So again, moide ani, once in a while, an L, it's good to think about it. Not, you know, I'm not saying you can do it every day, but I'm just giving you some practical ideas that you can start getting your brain in shape of thinking about malchis. That means you're saying moide ani anyway. You wake up in the morning anyway, right? So now, in Elul, if you want to prepare for Rosh Hashanah, you have a way to kind of have something practical to think about, okay? I'll give you another idea. You have another couple of minutes, we'll do a couple of ideas, okay? Let's say now you wash your hands, right? Why do you wash your hands in the morning? What do you have to wash your hands for? So one of the reasons why we wash our hands is because just like the Kohen washes hands to do work in the base of English, we wash our hands. It's also a defining. It defines the person. It's defining you, right? Defines you. What is your whole mouse? Your mouse is your Rebbe Hashem. <clears throat> you also work, so to speak, in the base of English. It defines you. So the fact, so you're washing your hands anyway. If you just think about that for a minute, and you see that this defines what your essence is, that's also a very important lesson. One of the reasons, another reasons why we wash our hands in the morning is to get the Tumah off, right? If you look in the Mishabura, it talks about how you have to get it off really quick. <clears throat> you really look at Chilish, you have the water by your bed. The question is, if it's not next to your bed, should you run, should you not run, Dalaramas, right? All these things, right? What's such a big kapeda if you have some Tumah on your hands? What's about my, my, my That it's such an emergency? That if you see that it brings down halacha, all these scary things about it, it's how it says because again, understanding the, what a Jew is, and that he has to be holy, and he has to make a kavachoyma that madach, the tumor on your hands, you have to rush to get it off, kavachoyma, you shouldn't bring tumor into yourself through different things that you could see, different things you could speak, different things you could do that brings tumor to yourself. I mean, that's something that's, we're allergic to that. We don't want that. Okay? That's another idea. <clears throat> Let's jump to davening a little bit. We'll do another couple quick things for davening, right? Let's say we say in Amidah, you say, Atahonen Adam Da'at, right? Now that's really the only bracha that we make that introduction. We don't say, Atah Rofeh, and therefore Refaen. We don't say, Atah Mefanes, and therefore Barechen, right? We say, Atahonen Adam Da'at, that's why. Because the das of the Adam, the intellect of man, and his abilities, 
he believes is so much himself because it's his own brain and he's using his brain so he attributes all his successes to his smartness that's the thing that's the closest to the human being where he feels he has the most control over that so the first thing we have to say is das das is not for me so here's a very interesting thing because on one hand we're required to use our brains Person, everything is about using your mind. You understand? Everything is about using your mind. But the question is a very dachistic question. Are you relying on your mind? You understand? You have to use it. You have to use it. You have to use it. But to rely on it to negate the clear thinking that's coming from Hashem, or that, that your actual plan actually worked, that's very hard to do that. Because you start relying on your brain, right? So, is the first step of saying, it's the Abishta, not me, okay? We have to stop here because we're going to start Salichot. But we're going to try to go over these concepts and understand how to practice Malchias. Practicing Malchias, that's the name of the game. So when you get the Rosh Hashanah, you know what you're doing.